strokes the three from the left wing. Gagliardi, why not? He's feeling it. He's oh, from three. Goodness. Junior down the lane, drops to Rainwater for a two-handed slam. That's what you do. He will tear down a rim this year. Largy able to blow by the pressure. Now a lob, Rivers throws it down. Cato tries it again. You bet, Caleb Cato, back-to-back threes. Welcome in once again to the Screecher Report podcast. You can stay up to date on all of our content on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and even TikTok. How about that, Elliot? Yeah, I don't know what you're posting on there, but it sounds cool. I posted like two things. Are you it's doing just, any like trendy dances or just like... No, it's uh, not. It's, it's just like music to, to graphics. Well, next time we ha- like FGCU has a top 10 play, you need to do like the oh, sheesh definitely. stuff. Yeah. This, that's that's the not, trend, man. It's just not time for it yet. Or you have to sound like a celebrity like Dakota Rivers and Lil Yachty. Yeah, that's true. Did you see that? I did see that. It was all everyone like viral. Like, I know. Full viral. Dakota Rivers is full on red carpet celeb yeah. now. Yep. Just because he sounds like Lil Yachty. And because he's Dakota Rivers. Well, yeah. <laughs> but like TikTok, you know, yep. blows up. So beyond that, you can listen to the Screecher Report podcast via most major streaming platforms. But you already knew that because you're listening right now. But that would be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, etc. Or you could just go to ScreecherReport.com and get all of it. But who wants to do that? But don't forget to listen on Wi-Fi, otherwise you'll eat up your data. But who like has to worry about that now? The people on Verizon who don't have unlimited data. Right. Or like even like Is this I, a T Mobile plug? I have T Mobile. You do I too, right? T Mobile. Um so I've had the same plan with my family since like two thousand three. So they forced us to have like unlimited things. Who's they? T-Mobile. Because they're like, we can't support this plan anymore, but your price won't change. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we got like great stuff. I basically just pay for a phone. The service is essentially free. So I don't know how this happened, um, but this month only I came close to using my 50 gigs of unlimited data. Jesus. So they would just slow you down. Yeah, I've never had that in the history of... They would give you 4G instead of 4G. I got to look into that because how can you use 50 gigs unless you just left YouTube on? You're streaming, I guess. I think it's oh, like no. four hours of of a Netflix. I don't watch. Thing, I don't. Or one, one hour is like four gigs. I don't watch like TV, let alone on my phone. I don't know. But my parents' internet is garbage, so it could be. Anyways, could be that. Yes, I live with my parents right now. <laughs> Temporarily. Temporary solution. But anyways, now that we have all that crap out of the way, that stinky crap. Dude, this is what people tune in for. Yeah, they our, turn it off right now. Our banter. <laughs> They're like, man, I wanted to learn more. We have a really fun pod for you today. Uh, Elliot and I are once again in studio, and we are going to talk about some of the recent FGCU basketball news. And later on, we got an interview with FGCU legend Zach Johnson. Do you remember Zach Johnson, Elliot? Nope. <laughs> How could you not? Right. I said legend. Yeah. No, we talk about everything from the block to just his career with all the past former players of of great, like Brandon uh, Goodwin. Yep. Uh, A lot of them. A lot of them. So before we do that, though, there's a couple, you know, a couple pieces of news have come across the Screecher Report desk once again. The docket. The docket. Uh, First off, the most recent is... um, the like i don't know if it's a lead assistant or something like that but like associate head coach um 
assistant head coach, or I guess just assistant coach for FGCU, Donnie Marsh. Um, he's the guy behind most of the defense and stuff like that. He has taken a position with Detroit Mercy, another D1 school. Um, we appreciate everything he did for the program and, you know, in his couple years with the team and wish him luck over there. I know before that was announced, um, Coach Fly was on the Rising Coaches podcast. I don't know if you got to catch any bit of that, but it was definitely more geared toward people like getting into coaching. So I'm just kind of sitting here like, well, this isn't, you know, this is interesting to me, but it doesn't what, apply to me. What are you saying? Well, I'm not getting into coaching. Yeah, you could. A guy who played freshman team basketball <laughs> in high school. Dude, all you got to be is a leader. Uh, you probably should know a little bit about basketball, but. I, uh, hey, dude, I, I rocked middle school basketball. <laughs> I was a double double machine. What were you, 5'10 in middle school? Uh, in eighth grade, I was 5'11. So, and really? in middle school basketball, that was pretty good. 5'10, at the end of the year, I was 5'11. So, yeah, I wasn't even the tallest on the team either. We had another guy who was a little bit better of a shooter than me, so he played the four. Two towers over there, Lord of the you Rings. you took your talents to football. Yeah, well, it was always with football. It was Ended crazy. up on the Chicago Bears for a little bit. <laughs> Anyways, enough <laughs> about my uh, extremely amateur <laughs> basketball and sporting career. On that podcast that Coach Fly was on, he was it was mentioned that there's a position opening up for – an assistant coach and you know we didn't at the time didn't really know who that was for austin kidd had just been promoted to official uh dobo basketball operations um and you know coach cantens coach fur and coach marsh are there so it's like which one of those guys is the one you know who must not be coming back and coach fly alluded a little bit to it's something you know being around family or something like that i'm not quite sure but It'll be interesting to see who that's filled by. Is it a guy that they've worked with before? Is it a guy coming from a high major program staff, comes to be a lead assistant on, you know, our mid-major staff or whatever? <clears throat> Brett Comer. <clears throat> well, he just got promoted, too. I know, I know. <laughs> that'd be a dream, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, one day. Hopefully, hope so. That'd be awesome. Yeah. The next piece of news, Tavian Dunn-Martin. Yeah, a big get for us. Yeah, I think so. Um 10, 11 points per game kind of guy. Maybe more than that. Was it 14? It was in the 10s. Yeah. But um, a point guard, uh, a scoring point guard, something we don't really have. Love Luis Rolone's Just a game. lot of experience. Yeah. He's a essentially a fifth-year senior, um, you know, taking advantage of that COVID year. But now with him and Rolone, like, that's, that's the whole package there in your backcourt. Um it's whether be, whether it's dual or on and off, I think it'll be both. Yeah, because yeah. uh, since the Franco Miller um, signing last year, it was just kind of said that having two point guards on the floor at the same time is super important. And you remember all those like issues that we had just getting the ball past half court in the first year plus. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with just the lack of experience, it was like so many. Like all they had to do was press, and it was like. We have 10 Trouble. seconds yeah. on the shot clock yeah, and have to make something happen. But as you could tell the difference last year, for sure, having uh, Warren on the floor, having Rolone on the floor, sub out Franco Miller for one of those guys, the other one gets some rest. It was it was awesome. So now this year you got a guy like Rolone. Cato can play some point. Largie's not bad with the ball in his hand. Now you got Tavian Dunn-Martin, who you know, has played point guard for four years. Even Halverson, one of the other new guys, he was the starting point guard. He's a fifth year as well. Yep. For his first two years with Western Carolina, he was a point guard. 
So he has a ton of point guard experience. And Franco Miller's still on the team, going to be a, a junior. So there's so many guys who can take the ball up the court. And that was actually something at the end of last year that we had trouble with. With Rolone got, got hurt. Actually, all of them except Rolone have good shooting ability. <laughs> right. <laughs> Rolone's still working on his offensive game, but again, just a freshman, so he's you know going to be a sophomore. A whole real summer of work to improve on some things, not a COVID summer. So. Yeah, he's, he's moving to solid foods now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's on that Gerber no more, diet. No more mushed peas. <laughs> <laughs> As we're talking about a guy with a full-ass beard. <laughs> yeah. Probably had that in elementary. Probably. When he was in middle school ball. Yeah. So... Another piece of news recently is FGCU women's basketball coach Carl Smesco just keeps landing talent, and I don't understand it. Like, stays winning. It's insane. Um, well, who wouldn't want to come play for him? I agree. Yeah. He's he's like honestly a top three women's basketball coach like in the world. So, anyways, the reason we're gushing about this is FGCU lands another Power Five transfer this time. Carly Shea, I believe is how you pronounce the last name. It's S-E-A-Y from LSU. And like this is the third major incoming transfer this year. And like essentially almost the whole team is coming back. They already have Kendall Spray, who's going to be a big deal from Clemson. Plus like raining threes. And now we have somebody whose last name is Spray. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just got rid of rainwater on the men's side. Now we have to add spray. Yeah. Rainwater, rivers, spray. Spray. Yeah. We have a lot of. Uh, now we just need splash. Splash. A splash brother. Or like drop. And uh, Detroit <laughs> Mercy <laughs> transfer uh, Kayla Webb. But it's. Th- this is all including Kirsten Bell is coming back for her junior year. And she is one of the best players in all of women's basketball. And I just don't get it. I get it at the same time. But anyways, he's just retooling and he didn't even need to this year. Like last year, a bunch of retooling was needed, rebuilding. I uh, disagree. I think you always need to be looking. Well, of course you always need to be looking. But, but like making... building, yeah, I know what you're saying. You're, you're right. saying they're stacked as... They're always stacked. Right. Or, I mean, the only players that were lost is um, uh, Sheehan Dowling, who had a, both of these people had a really Alyssa good senior Blair. year. Alyssa Blair. They both improved tremendously from their the year before. But yeah, the team is just, it was already stacked. And then they bring in, coach brings in three players who are going to compete for starting jobs, you know, on a team that doesn't even need to look for starters. So it's, it's going to be fun. They're going for the elite eight or yeah, greater. Honestly, honestly. If if they didn't run into Michigan last year, I really think they would have made it to the 16 at that the worst. damn Michigan Florida connection. Yep, 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 yep. But this this year Florida, we yeah. got it in the bag. We got it. Not the Gators. No. But anyways, we had the pleasure of speaking with former point guard and FGCU legend Zach Johnson. Uh, we'll let him dive into some of the details, but all you need to know now is he's a real estate mogul and yacht seller, doing big things. Yeah, you might see him in a music video just. Selling with whatever. a bunch of cash, yeah, like on a he's yacht, li- living the life in Miami, twenty four seven vacation, the fancy cars. I'm sure it's hard work. We're the not... women in the caviar. <laughs> no, this is hard work. He's 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 killing it out there, and it was great to catch up with him and enjoy the show. Turn your cell phones on, but don't because that's how you're listening to this. Silence them. Yes.
want to welcome an A-Sun first-teamer. We're fortunate enough to talk with a true FGCU men's hoops legend, Zach Johnson. Welcome to the Screecher Report podcast. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. Can't complain. Blessed and uh, highly favored. How y'all doing? Doing good. Just just living the dream, as they say. So what are you up to right now? What's, uh, what is Zach Johnson, the man, not just the basketball player, but what, what are you doing? Uh, Zach Johnson, the man right now, is, is uh, honing in on, on real estate, and um, I also brokers uh, yachts. So right now, that's what most of my days consist of. That's awesome. And you're over in Miami, right? Yep. So my wife's family is over, over there as well, and of course, they got a boat. And every time we go out, we're driving by those big-ass yachts. And all them, all them big uh, mansions that are just owned by these international billionaires and stuff. Is that what you're into? Yes, yes, that's exactly what I'm into. You hit it right on the head. That's awesome. Um, so you had like such a significant career with FGCU, and you know, and beyond. You went to Miami as well. Um, a dream, you know, come true for you. And I think a lot of the reason that you know, FGCU fans are, you know, hold you in such high regard is just because of the success that you that you had and also the team while you were there. And um, just can you just give us a couple of your favorite, you know, memories, favorite moments, stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. There, there, there's so many to choose from. Um, I'm always had to start with the block. Hell yeah. Everybody just, it just knows it as, as the block. So that's what I'm going to refer to it as. But yeah, that's definitely number one for me. Um, that feeling there will never, I, I can't see it being mimicked, but just, uh, having the opportunity to continue the success that the program was already having after, uh, you know, Bernard and Brett and, uh, Mello and, and the Sweet 16 running everything, uh, and Sherwood and everybody, uh, just to be able to, uh, make a stamp on history as well. And the FGCU community was big and the way that it went down was also, you know, it was major. That's definitely number one. I would say number two, number two would have to be just uh, signing the FGCU. I know it wasn't um, an experience there, but for me, it, it was one of my dream schools. The way that I, uh, the way that I picked the school, I, I slept on it. <laughs> I woke up one morning and I told my mom, I was like, this is the university that I want to go to. And you could not wipe that smile off my face when I was, when I was in school. When I figured out that I was going to FGCU, I was probably one of the happiest moments and the happiest days that I, I probably had uh, while I was in high school. But yeah, there's just so many memories. There's so many memories, so many wins, and so many <laughs> and a couple losses that that just a few. Yeah, just a, just a few losses, but just so many memories. Heard and um, speaking of that, you your first year with the team was obviously the the medical redshirt, but you were you were with. I believe it was Brett Comer and Bernard Thompson and Jamel Jones and those guys, right? Yes. How was it kind of being the transition from, from those Dunk City guys, uh, Sweet 16 guys, to your you know era? They, man, like, when I say they welcomed me in with open arms, they literally did just that. Melo specifically, he just automatically little bro me, like, man, no, no matter what you need, no matter anything that you got going on campus, you need a ride here, here, or wherever you need, I got you. And um, that was the energy that I got from everybody, be it from Bernard or Brett, whomever it was, everybody just welcomed me like it was family. And they, they set a standard 
as far as winning, they set a standard as far as just uh, relationships and how the team should be. It was a family-oriented situation, and it carried over from you know since they since they left. Exactly. Um, the following year when it was you know your true freshman year playing, which led to the you know postseason berth, the block, all that against Stetson, that was one of Russell and I's favorite season, like next to the Sweet Sixteen year. Um, can you describe what it was like going through that season, getting to that, uh, getting to the NCAA tournament? And I actually went to the to the game where you guys played against UNC, um, so that was pretty fun to be a part of. Great first half, and then it got a little tough at the end. But that that season was interesting, more so because I never knew what it was to win on that level. Coach Dooley would only, you know, talk about it, and he would he would put us in the positions and and put us in the right verbiage and, and situations to to make sure we understand that. We do become winners, but I didn't, at that point I never knew what it was, um, and especially my redshirt year because unfortunately we didn't win it that year. I think Upstate beat us in the semifinals or something like that. On my Michael Michael year. Buchanan was their their big seven footer, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that from from Upstate, him and um I can't remember his name. He was a shooter, but he was killing us, man. Ty Green or something like that. Yeah, 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 something yeah. like that. Um, I didn't get a chance to see, you know, just how the process went of a winning season. We were winning, but we didn't get to the ultimate goal, which is the NCAA championship and obviously a Sun championship. So uh, for my first year actually playing, it was more of a like, wow, like we're still winning. Like we're winning. I know we finished the season maybe like a fourth seed or something like that. So we weren't, you know, we weren't favored. And um, for us to just collectively get together as a team and trust one another and just continue to play hard. We Nobody on that court really knew what they were doing as far as, like, uh, being a winner, a winner on that level. But we just played hard. We trusted each other. We trusted the system. And it paid off in dividends. We were – that was one of the best seasons of my life. Just to not know and just to keep working hard and putting our head down and making sure that we're taking one step after another to – to see that end result, it was nothing compares, to be honest. Yeah, and just one more little story to cap off that year when talking about that UNC game. When I was there, I was sitting next to a diehard North Carolina fan. And, uh, you know, beginning of the game, it was kind of close. I think they pulled away in the beginning, and then you guys started chipping back at it and getting real close towards the end of the half. And he started getting real nervous. He's like, first of all, who are you guys? Second of all, why are you guys, like, tied with us at halftime? And like he 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 started stop talking at halftime. I'm like, this this was like the highlight of the the game at least. So <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yeah, they were they were definitely. I think I'm pretty sure Villanova won it that year, but they went to the national championship game if I'm not correct. I think you're right. I think they were runner up. Something like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they was, uh, they, they had a they had a different Johnson that year, uh, Bryce Johnson. But... They had Bryce Johnson. <laughs> they had uh, Joe Barry. Uh, Marcus Page, I believe they had some. They had some hitters, man. They had some yeah, guys. lots of names. But uh, for not to you know harp too much on that season, but I think I think just the reason, like you've mentioned, that it was like so special to a fan like like me, like Elliot, is because you guys didn't know you know how to win, like you're saying. You didn't know what was going to happen. Neither did we. You know, all the all the heroes of that of that uh, Sweet Sixteen run were leaving. 
Uh, and then, you know, you, there was a lot of hype around you. So we're all excited about that. Uh, but Christian Terrell was also on that team, but he didn't play too much his freshman year. So he was kind of brand new as well. Yeah, uh, exactly. You know, Mark, Mark Norelia came up and he was looking really good. He had a great year that year, but yeah, it was, it was really fun to watch for sure. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely, um, it, it's crazy how different it was from my second and third year going to the A Sun title. That experience was like, we're, we're playing with house money, it felt like, you know? I hear you. So then, you know, next season happens and you got a guy who was sitting out that, you know, that year we're talking about and Brandon Goodwin, who yeah. can now play. Yep. And you guys had two insane years together. And just, I mean, nobody had a backcourt like FGCU did with you and Brandon back there. And so can you just, I guess, talk about how it was, you know, because he started being more of the, you know, primary ball handler, whereas you did that as well, but you were sort of, you know, playing the two as, I mean, you both kind of switched off, but how was it going from manning the backcourt to sharing it with a guy like Brandon? Um, I felt like I always shared it. That's, that's the, <laughs> that's the crazy thing. I felt like CT was there and I felt like, um, my first year playing, it was me and CT in the backcourt. I think, I think with, with Brandon coming, it, it kind of just, it was a player that was a lot, a lot, pretty similar to my, you know, my style of play. So it was interesting to adjust to somebody that was more so a little bit like me rather than uh, CT. But it was a, it was an experience to go, not to go too far back on on the last question, but Brandon was a big reason that 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 my first season went as as well as it did. He was constantly pushing us. The Brandon that we got to, that the fans got to see those two years play. With the same Brandon that was sitting down that uh that one year he had a red shirt. So we were getting we were getting Brandon work for those three years the whole time. So to fast forward to him actually being able to play, just having somebody that with that mentality, with that hunger, with that perseverance and just the want to win was it it was just the icing on the cake that we that we needed and um it helped us out tremendously. We, me and Brandon, we spent a lot of time together learning how to play with each other, just hanging out. If it was just being in the gym, if it was just talking, just getting to know each other off the court as well as we knew each other on the court. And, and it just, it helped us a lot. That's awesome. Do you, do you still keep in contact with, with Brandon and I guess some of the other guys too? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. How is it? Uh, how is it seeing him just ball out with the Hawks every chance he gets? Man, like when I when I say when I say I'm so proud and so happy for him because a lot of people don't you know see the time and effort that it takes to get to that point. They just kind of you know see the the end result. But I remember the practices. I remember the hard days. I remember the what ifs and and for to see and even Rajon and Mark Eddy. All these guys, you know, being able to continue to play and to live out their dreams and just be successful at it, 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 it touches my heart and it's something that, you, you know, it's, it's something that, that hits home for me because that's what I wanted for myself. And just to have somebody that close to me being able to do those things, it, it, it's just as, you know, just as special. So then, you know, your last year together with, with Brandon, uh, Christian, and, and some of the other guys, you know, you had a great season, um, ended up coming a little bit short at the end of the season. And then, you know, Brandon and Christian graduate. Uh, Coach Dooley gets an opportunity elsewhere. 
and then you get the opportunity to graduate from FGCU and go to Miami, which was uh, one of your one of your places you've always dreamed of playing. And uh, what was that like getting to to go there and, and play out that year in Miami and and uh, dive into that a little bit? Uh, Miami, Miami was uh, it was a great experience. A lot of people don't get to play. A lot of people don't get the chance to play for their hometown. Especially the University of Miami, they don't, you know, they don't really recruit Miami guys that often. So to be able to, to say at the end of the day that I played for the University of Miami in my hometown would, would always will always be a blessing. Uh, but going there, I knew what I had to do. It felt like I was kind of just trying to prove myself all over again, and I and I've done that before. So it wasn't it wasn't anything new to me coming off the, the my redshirt season at FGCU. Uh, I knew what it looked like to to come out and have to prove yourself. So it, it was basically that all over again, and um, I felt like I did that despite you know certain injuries I was facing. But I did that, and I, I made my presence felt while I was there, and it was just it was a great experience. I met great people, uh, created uh, lifetime relationships, and you know I'm forever thankful for it. So you know you were like we said before, Coach Julie gets an opportunity elsewhere. And Coach Fly gets promoted. We're fans of Coach Fly. Uh, he's always gives us his time, um, you know, in on our podcast, and we know how respected he is from you know the past players and guys in the roster and stuff like that. But it definitely hasn't been easy, um, you know, just kind of resetting the the roster and everything. But how um it's it's been documented at least in the past that you guys have a you know semi close relationship as far as you come into the school and everything, and is he a guy that you keep in contact with as well? Yeah, yeah. Me and Fly at least talk talk once a week, and that's at least um, me and me and uh, Fly have a, a very special relationship. I can I can hate him as much as I can love him, and, and we will the relationship will never change. If I'm mad at him, I he'll, I can let him know. Uh, whatever it is, um, we can also we can uh, we can always uh, talk about it. Uh, Fly made sure he created that relationship with me from the first day I met him. I felt like I seen him in uh, my high school gym every day. I'm not sure how legal that was, but I seen him every day <laughs> and walking the halls and he was constantly calling, texting me, making sure I was good, making sure I, my my mind was in the right place. And for me, that that was very important at the time, especially coming from the area that I grew up in in Miami Gardens. Just having somebody truly care about you like that. Is uh is special and I and I hold that dearly, and um yeah our relationship our relationship will be a forever thing and um it definitely wasn't it hasn't changed and it it didn't change especially when I went to Miami he was still calling and, and making sure I was okay and if I needed a vent he was always a call away so uh, I will I will agree with you me and uh well, I do have a special relationship and uh, I'm forever thankful for to having my life to be honest. That's great. And we're, you know, we're optimistic about the, you know, the team over here coming forward. It's been, you know, a bit of a rebuild since you um, and the rest of the team. And, but, you know, it's always been pointing up and, you know, we're hoping to see some good things this upcoming season. But for me, the last question, I guess, when you look back on your time at FGCU, what are you, what do you take away from that? I have so many mixed feelings. Um, First, I, I, I would I would want to say that the coaching staff between Coach Dooley and Coach Fly and the, the assistant coaches that I had during my time over there, I've I've always felt like I I had a a place to speak to somebody, 
a lot of those relations, relationships that I built with the coaching staff will always be, you know, will be something I can always use. My memories as far as uh, Coach Dooley just getting, <laughs> getting, getting on us, it will forever be stapled in my mind. Um, it's always funny when it's not you, so I definitely have some some, some funny memories, and I, I got some ones that ain't that that, that isn't so funny. But just <laughs> yeah. the, the the locker conversations, uh, I think uh, for me the bittersweet thing would be more of the like personal goals that I didn't get to accomplish while I was there due to me leaving. But also that's the good and the bad of it. Uh, I did get to accomplish so many personal goals. So it's a bittersweet thing when it comes to, like, you know, statistical things and just numbers and things like that. But to leave FGCU as one of the best players to come through there will always will be something I'll, I'll always be thankful for. And um, I, I wish I could give you a better answer as far as memories, but there's so many of them. But every time we won, every time we, we got a chance to raise a trophy or cut a net, that, that would – that's a golden memory. So if that's the answer, that it, every time we won and we got to share a winning opportunity with the team, with each other, and not have to worry about practice the next day or just who messed up here and just actually celebrate and reap the benefit of our hard work, it, it would be the biggest memory for me. That's a great answer. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know Joe Dooley was uh, one of the harder one of the harder coaches that we've had in our brief history, but I only saw the guy smile maybe three times. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure that... I think you saw him. You, you saw one more than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zach, thank you for your time today, and uh, I got one more question, which is when are you going to come back to the two three nine? We got to next time you come up. Hopefully, it's for a game or something. We need to link up and and hang out. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I definitely plan on coming to a game this year, and. Um... I'll make sure I give a heads up or I have Fly or whoever is doing ops or, you know, make sure they yeah. give a heads up and um, we could definitely sit down and we'll, we'll have a nice little talk. Hopefully I could bring somebody with me from that team. It'll be great to see you and, and good luck in all you do. And if I ever look for a house in Miami I'll, or a yacht, or a yacht, I'll call you. Or up. a yacht. Yeah. Just let me know. I appreciate y'all having me. All right. Thank you, man. That was Zach Johnson. We were super excited to talk with him. Lots of good stuff to talk about. And hope you enjoyed the interview. Again, this is Russell Kelly and Elliot Cressy. Thanks for listening, guys, and uh, stay tuned for the next one. podcast.